Hey, welcome to the Side Girls podcast. It's your girl Jess, and I'm here with Lena. Hey, I'm Lena, and actually I just moved to London, England very, very recently, just a few months ago, and I found it quite hard to meet new people, especially for dating, because at least I'm at my residence, I can find friends and everything like that, but when it comes to having a boyfriend in that regards, it's kind of hard when we're in lockdown and schools are closed, pubs are closed, clubs are closed, like, where do I meet these men? So guess what, Jess? (laughs) Girl, what? (laughs) I downloaded Hinge yesterday, and I'm starting from scratch, have zero matches, and I'm trying to get back into the game. (laughs) I back it. So how's your experience, like, so far? Uh, Well, to be fair, I had, like, Tinder in London back in September when I first moved. So I kind of already have a gist of how men are in London compared to men in Toronto. And mm-hmm. I'd just like to say that it is very, very different. <laughs> like, Wait, so how, how different is the dating game then? Like I feel Toronto like, versus London. I feel like guys in London like really, really care about how other people see them. And like they got to look like a gentleman and act like a gentleman, even though on the inside they're just a fuckboy. <laughs> Whereas, like, Toronto guys, like, they kind of own up to it. And, like, they'll just send you a message like, oh, like, what you doing tonight? And, like, let's want to fuck. Or, like, it's very straightforward, you know? Yeah, they, and, they don't waste any time. Yeah. Like, some of them will just be like, can you sit on my face? It'll just mm-hmm. be, like, mm-hmm. super straightforward. Whereas guys here, they probably have the same intentions. But, obviously, they don't want to look greasy. So, they have long conversations with you. And then when you go on a date, like... One guy asked me on the first date, we're a nice, posh restaurant. And, like, it's a pretty intimate restaurant. And he asked me, like, maybe after a few hours of drinks, he's like, would you twerk on a dick? Have you ever twerked on a dick? And I'm like, so this is very different from what you were talking about on the app. But I guess Mm -hmm. this is what you're all about. And then after the date, obviously, they try to be playful and be like, oh, let's go back to your place. And everyone knows how that's going to end, you know. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. So I feel like it's just so misleading for so many girls. And I think even my first date on Tinder with um, a guy I've matched within a few days after we talked, he like met up with me. And he also said the same thing. Not that like the fuckboy vibe but how London and men really do care about how people think about them and how they're perceived mm-hmm. so um, if guys like say that then you know that's a fact you know yeah so yeah that's like the main difference I think but the universal similarity is men can't commit to anything <laughs> I felt that oh my god so um, how do you feel uh, after listening to what I had to say <laughs> well like I, I just feel like the dating culture in general like because of dating apps like it's so like sex focused Mm -hmm, you know mm -hmm. like it's all about the hookup culture and Mm -hmm. i don't know like some people hate it some people love it like i personally hate it because you know you miss out on all those like genuine Mm -hmm. uh like connections with people but at the same time like everyone's like you know i'm just trying to like do my own thing i'm just trying to (laughs) yeah you know like i get to like I don't know date multiple people have like a huge roster of girls or guys like yeah um for you to like cycle through so I feel like emotionally like a lot of people don't 
have the like emotional capacity for like a real relationship which kind of mm. sucks especially when like like i i'm personally the type of person to look for things that are like more long term than like you know flings and stuff but like you never know where these relationships are going to take you unless you like go, like actually go out on the date with like yeah. these guys so and oh. i feel like um ever since apps were a thing because when it first came out it was when people were still going on normal dates and people were still like dating their friend's friend or someone from school where it's someone they kind of know of and they kind of like have the same group of friends or like work friends and stuff like that Mm -hmm. whereas like so when tinder first came out it's like a hookup app it's like meant to be a hookup app even though it's meant for dating it says on the you know app description and i think Mm -hmm. that like image has been dragged all all throughout like the five eight years it's been out now you know and like it's had a such a tainted image that people are embarrassed to be on tinder when it Mm -hmm. you shouldn't it's just like um what's the what's the old dating website that old people use like e-harmony e-harmony yeah like it it could be an e-harmony it's just that all these kids are using it for the wrong reasons in the beginning and then it just keeps dragging out to be it bad and when people get offended if people say oh i think i saw you on tinder I'm like no you didn't no i no i'm not like you didn't see me you know and it's like i, I, mm-hmm. I feel like it, you shouldn't be embarrassed and like it's like the same with other apps like hinge or um like bumble and stuff some people are embarrassed for whatever app it is because they think like people might have a bad like thought about you or your first impression about you whereas mm-hmm. i feel like um like yeah most of the like like most of them can be like very sexual and like bad but then i still think there's enough people that are trying to get to a serious point mm-hmm. and like i think it won't like i think the harshness of like committing and stuff won't get any better until like um the image of online dating changes or like online apps changes i think like that makes apps sense. in general yeah, yeah yeah it does but like apps in general were such like a I don't know if it's like taboo if that's the right I was gonna word. say taboo because yeah. like you're meeting a stranger online basically exactly like this is literally everything our parents told us to like not do like don't <laughs> yeah. meet strangers online you know and here we are you know either getting catfished or like whatever we could be meeting real people but yeah. like it's it's literally everything that we were taught not to do when we were younger mm-hmm. and like I think dating apps have a bad rep because like you know naturally we're we we used to meet people like in person whether it's from schools or like friends of friends like even like like your family like setting you up or whatever but now that we're resorting to like online dating it it's like it almost feels like oh well we can't we can't meet people like in real life but that's Mm -hmm. just like that's the norm of it all now yeah like people have like live such like fast-paced lives that they they barely have time to like meet people in real life like whether it's like at work or yeah like through universities and colleges and stuff like that or just like old friends from like grade school like it's mm-hmm. just so i don't know it's it's like times are so different now yeah and so. i feel like um i had a talk with my friend today about like um divorces and stuff because i told him like when I was back home, I was mostly with Asian people or people of color. And I think especially for immigrants, like parents tend to have the mindset of um, even if times are tough, even if um, the husband cheated or he did something wrong, 
like you have to stick by it for the family you know and like mm-hmm. you work this hard to come here you can't divorce him and then have like no money or no like um stability for your kid you know yeah and that's why i wasn't normalized to think like obviously the stats are there that like um divorces are very high but because i physically didn't know anyone maybe just one person that had a divorced parent i didn't realize how serious of a problem or how common it is and when mm-hmm. i came to london like almost everyone i met like they had a divorced parent or the parents are having different like difficult times and might be separated soon and like I didn't realize how common it was and like for them they're like yeah like like half of my friends are separated like their parents are separated and I'm like damn like I did not like ever experience that or like witness it and like they also said that nowadays it's so easy to have a divorce because back then like the only way for you to meet people is like through mutuals like you said like school or work mm-hmm. and like obviously like people still cheated but it's like harder because you your your wife probably knows that person you know right whereas now it's easy access you can just go on an app and be like yo fuck you i'm gonna find another girl mm-hmm. and or you can just slide into someone's dm on instagram and like try to get them you know it's like easier to get a whole roster of people you can like cheat with whereas before you had to like think it through be like okay like i kind of dig my wife's friend or like i kind of dig my <laughs> secretary at work you know <laughs> But yeah. now it's like complete strangers. You can just pick anyone out and be like, I'm going to cheat with this girl. That's true. Yeah. It's so much easier to like hide things. Yeah. But uh, I feel like that really like fucks up the dating scene for mm-hmm. like, you know, the younger generation, like like our generation pretty much. Right. Yeah. Because like now like cheating is like it's like the biggest fear of like everyone I know, basically. Mm-hmm. And because like uh, like all these guys and girls have such easy access to like their roster or like they always have someone on the back burner just like you know like lurking in their dms on like yeah. Insta and stuff right like all it takes is like one text message and then it's like mm, you're down like this rabbit hole yeah so uh, i don't know and i and i don't want us like talking about our experience making it seem like only guys do this like I know girls do this too and like mm-hmm. it's just as bad and the guys will be paying for everything whereas like obviously we usually don't pay for shit but like mm-hmm. I just feel like it's very general like we could be taking both the guy and girl side but I'm just saying people that do that is like such mm-hmm. horrible people and like yeah, stringing on situationships like situationships shouldn't even be a thing like so what exactly is a situationship because like i'm so old school <laughs> okay, i wait, barely let's, know what let's, this term let's give is people a background of what type of people we are so like relationship wise history or like you know the gist of our like personalities i guess or dating okay. types okay well for for me um <laughs> i've pretty much only been in like more like relatively like serious relationships like the longest one I had was like two to three years, I would say probably like closer to two years. Um, He was like my high school sweetheart at the time. Uh, We dated into university and you know, things, things just didn't work. Um, Mm -hmm. He had his own like idea of like what he wanted to do with his life, broke up, whatever, moved on. Good friends or not good friends, but we're friends. We're, we're like chill. And then, you know, I dated in university that was a shit show didn't work out <laughs> moved on on to the next so what one. did work out i'm just kidding <laughs> yeah you know well if if things worked out you know i'd have a ring on my finger so like <laughs> no but like in all honesty like and then i had um a relationship after i graduated from university and 
things are just like hard to work through especially dating during like a pandemic like mm-hmm. it's it's tough but yeah so i'm not one for like hookups i'm like super awkward um in person so it just it like hookups just would not mm-hmm. be for me i'd be like oh my god like you can't see me you know we gotta turn off the light yeah like, oh my god uh, like it, it would just be so awkward right like mm-hmm. i don't know i'd be i'd be all like sweaty i'd be like i can't do this like this is not it yeah so yeah i definitely prefer like long-term relationships i like barely go on first dates um and yeah that's that's pretty much it for me my type i don't know i go for like dorkier guys i i'm very much into asians for a cultural reason like you know it's just it's easy for chinese families like to get along together i'm chinese mm-hmm. it's it's nice when my like significant other is like also chinese you can um, be more honest i mean i was like am i hiding something (laughs) (laughs) no because i mean like before like you would be like insecure about certain body parts or appearances and like you feel like this ethnic group is what usually would be accepting with your body type and you wouldn't feel as insecure or Mm, you know um cautious of yourself yeah so i'm like a five foot three very tiny petite like asian girl and you know i don't have like the dump truck ass that like (laughs) all these like insta models have or like girls on tiktok you know so i feel like you know other races generally they aren't as attracted towards me and maybe this is a huge generalization right but just based on the guys obviously it's gonna be like people like and not all men but like obviously right yeah it's the general people you know it's Mm -hmm. like the the 80% or 70% of that group feels that way. I'm sure there's still guys who like from other ethnic groups, like um, still like your body type, but yeah. Yeah. It's, it's just a generalization, you know? Yeah. And it's harsh, but it's the truth. Mm -hmm. Mm Mm-hmm. Yeah. Like I'm not, I'm not mad about it. You know, like I'm, I guess I'm sort of lucky that I'm attracted to the same type of guys that are like, sort of into me so it like it kind of like matches up works but, hand in hand yeah yeah but maybe i'm only attracted to them because i know that they're attracted to me or that there's a higher chance so like i, mm. I don't really know what it is but um i guess that's that's my personal preference right now but you know you never know things could change maybe i could get a dump truck ass in a few <laughs> years who knows no but i i think for you when they're like asian or like specifically chinese like it makes you feel more comfortable with them like automatically 100 percent. like yeah so it's like easier for you to open up and like talk to them even though it might take a while like it's mm-hmm. obviously um less steps than if it was someone else you're not used to like seeing or dating you know yeah yeah i agree completely yeah tell, tell us about like... about your uh <sighs> your your dating history or like your personal preferences like um so i've been probably like I've, <laughs> I've probably been like in a thousand situationships <laughs> <laughs> And I've been single. I'm 23. I've been single for 23 years. (laughs) And, like, you know what? I've always, I think, um, I've always been in situationships or, like, in the past, more of a hookup culture because, like, as a kid, I felt like I was always, like, the bigger kid. Like, whether it's, like, my, my size or my height or, like, just me as a person. And I felt like no one found me attractive. And back then when we were kids in, like, 90s and 2000 early 2000s like back then it was like like stick skinny you know like um i don't know what idols there were like paris hilton and stuff you know like mm-hmm. the barely any boobs barely any ass and you literally have to be a bone you know yeah so like i felt like 
um, I couldn't wear this like the right clothes or look attractive to people and like um, no one had a crush on me in like grade school or like middle school so I like never had a boyfriend and in that aspect so when I grew older and like had more curves and like people were starting to warm up it was still not the norm to have I guess like a curvy body but it was like getting up to the Kardashians like Kardashians were trying to trying to climb up mm. there <laughs> so like I was still in a frustrated like part or stage in my life so when when Tinder like first came like about I like downed it right away and like try to upload as many like cute pictures of my body and shit you know and like every time like people compliment me I'm like okay like that makes me feel better and that just led to me wanting attention for my body but not like any personality or any like um inner things you know Mm -hmm. and like I think that's what made me want to be more serious now and at this point of my life because I've done it so many times where it's just like you don't feel um anything like after you hook up with them it's like you feel empty and you're just like why am I doing this and then you get to the point where you're just like it's just a constant cycle and it gets so tiring you're just like maybe I should be serious for once so I end all of these cycles and like, oh, now I need to go back to my type. I've been ranting on about about apps and hookups, but um, it's okay, go off. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, back to my type and my dating history. Zero years of dating experience, but twenty three years of um, situationship. I'm just kidding. <laughs> um, probably like five years of situationship like experience, or maybe mm-hmm. six years, but around that time. And my type before, um, when I first started hooking up with people, was generally, like, Asians or white people because those were the people that usually, like, messaged me first or, like, continued my conversations with on apps. But, like, I still feel like the same opinion as you, whereas, like, they usually tend to go for, like, the shorter and petite, like, Asians. So, like, if I did meet up with, like, Asians or Chinese people, they'd be like, oh, like, I thought you were, like, shorter or, like, tinier. Like, they would tell me that. So then I'd be like, oh, shit, like, I guess I am, like, bigger, right? So at, at that at that point, I just feel like there's no point of trying to meet up with Asians because I feel like I might disappoint them. And I don't want to be, like, called a catfish when I'm not trying to. Like, I just take pictures in a different angle, you know? <laughs> like, mm-hmm. And, like, Honestly, I'm wearing everyone heels. everyone has their good angles. <laughs> yeah. So, like, um... Like, a huge part of me wanting to be with an Asian, specifically Chinese, is because of culture, like you said. And, like, for me, even with my sister, who's not even that great in Chinese, but we still say jokes and, like, um, say Chinglish, for example. And, it's mm-hmm. like, I, I think my Chinese isn't too bad. And I kind of like speaking it to my parents and, like, understanding, like, certain things. So it would have been nice um, if I did marry or date a Chinese person. And plus, like, food is a huge thing. And a lot of people might not be open to try certain foods. And if you're Chinese, you kind of know of, like, the Chinese culture food. And, like, even if they don't like it, they wouldn't be, like, I don't know, like, super opposed to it. Because I know some people might not even like the smell, like, or be around it, you know? Mm-hmm. So that's why I, I did at first want to go with Chinese people. But um, you shoot your shots and you miss, so you move on to the next one. <laughs> on to the next one yeah like don't get me wrong there's still asians or chinese people koreans whatever that still message me to this day from apps Mm -hmm. um but it's just not the same anymore like i think with who i'm attracted to because i feel like i've grown so much from then and like 
obviously I'm not trying to look at race anymore. So um, I've had more experience. Like I think today too, when I had a talk with uh, my friends, they asked each person like how many races or like um, ethnic, the different groups of people you have slept with before. And a lot of people said like three or four, whereas I counted maybe like eight and it could be even more because for white people that I saw or like even other ethnic groups I didn't ask them specifically like what are you or like where you come from and stuff like that because I'm not the type of person to be like too um too like I don't want to like probe or like yeah be asking a lot of questions especially stuff yeah, like yeah, that because yeah. it, do- it doesn't matter to me right so like mm-hmm. if I know it's because they told me or they had like a flag in their bio <laughs> right 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 that's a dead giveaway <laughs> yeah so like if i list now like like i've been with like indian guys been with like african guys and i've been with greek a greek guy i've been with spanish boys i've been with chinese korean mm-hmm. um and like armenian like all these other people and like for me i think i've grown past the point where like it's a certain group but because of my body now, it certainly does attract more black guys. And mm-hmm. if I look at my matches, like not even me swiping on them, just people who matched, like who liked me, it's like more than half of them are black guys. Mm-hmm. So like it just pushes me towards black guys because that's who um, is attracted to me. Like even if I do want to go for a white guy or something, it's a very low chance. And like even when I do try to swipe on white guys, most of them don't match with me. So then my algorithm changes and it's going to be mostly black guys on my like list mm-hmm. to like swipe on. Right. So I feel like that also plays a huge part from apps. Like they kind of weed stuff out, which sucks, but I guess they're trying to help you find the perfect match. So mm-hmm, that's mm-hmm. how it, that's how it ends. Yeah. Mm, interesting. Interesting. So what's your, what's your best like date story with a with a guy from an app then um or worst we could go either way with this <laughs> okay worst is like a very long list but oof um you want to go first about um best date you've had it doesn't have to be from app but just best date you ever <laughs> i mean best date i had was probably with a guy from an app Um, oh really yeah so like the most recent guy that I dated like um I was actually kind of worried like yeah yeah. I forgot (laughs) (laughs) but I had such a good date like first date with him it like lasted like overnight but it was wholesome it was wholesome I swear um but yeah like when we first we met up maybe after a week of talking which normally I'm the type to just talk to these guys on apps for like weeks and weeks or like months on end and then she's the girl that you guys hate guys yeah (laughs) I'm the girl that you don't want to match with on apps because I will most likely waste your time Uh, (laughs) I don't mean to it's just that you know eventually like these guys give up conversation dies out it is what it is but Um, with the most recent guy I dated like our first date yeah so I I took a chance and um, I went out with him a week after you should should share how you guys met up or like how you guys matched oh my gosh that's an interesting story I swear to god if he's listening to this later like you know who you are (laughs) (laughs) it's okay Um, no one will know 
Oh yeah, no, no. Only no, the people who fine. know will know. <laughs> mm, if you know, you know. Yeah. <laughs> uh, but basically, uh, him and his boys were throwing this like New Year's party, and they created like a group Tinder account. So there were like six guys like swiping on this one account, and of course, like you know me, I'm pretty much like exclusively into like Chinese guys, pretty much or like Asians, I guess. And in his friend group, he was like one of like. I don't know, like maybe two like Chinese guys. So I like locked in on him when I was like swiping through the photos and I was like, oh, like he's pretty cute. Like what are the chances that, you know, he'll be the one to like also swipe back on me or if he would even swipe back. So yeah, I swipe, we match. Um, and then his boy like messages me and he's like, hey, like, are you coming to the New Year's party? And I was like, you know, like, send me the details, knowing damn well I already had plans with me. Um, <laughs> yeah, exactly. Like Lena and I were throwing our own banger. <laughs> but I was like, you know what? Like, let's see. Let's let's see if, you know, they actually like invite me out. And so he's like, OK, like message me on Insta. And of course I don't because I'm not the type of person to message people. Um, but he fi- he finds me on Insta, like the the friend, and he DMs me, and he's just like, oh, by the way, like this is the address, like, um, see you soon, basically. And I was like, yeah, like uh, for sure, like see you there. Still knowing damn well I was never gonna go, um, but I still want to keep my option open in case, like you know, maybe that guy had like the guy that I swiped right on had his eye on me too, and. Um, New Year's Day comes and like I don't show up to the party um his boy like doesn't follow up or anything like that and then like the the morning after like I guess further into New Year's Day um his boy messages me and is like yo you know my my friend thinks you're like really cute like I think you guys like you should talk to him uh here's his insta and I was like you know what 2020 new year new me I'm gonna do it so I never messaged guys first, but I messaged him and I was like, hey, I think you're really cute. Your friend told me that like um, you thought I was cute, too. And I just wanted to let you know that I like, I, you know, I thought you were cute, basically. Um, and then I left it off at that. And he messaged me back and he was like super cheeky with it. And like, I don't know, we just got like we got along really well, like over <laughs> yeah. text. And then I was like, you know what? It's been like six or seven days of like constant talking. I was like. I'm going to ask him out because, again, I was riding that 2020, like, this is my year before Mm -hmm. the pandemic freaking hit. Like, I was like, this is it. I'm going to ride the wave. So I Mm -hmm. slid into his DMs and I I, or no, I was already in his DMs. But I was like, (laughs) hey, we should go out for coffee. And like, you know, you can tell me all about like whatever we were just talking about. And he was like, Mm -hmm. he was like, you know what? Like, how about we go for like bubble tea like this weekend and stuff? And I was like, okay, you know what? Like, you're so wholesome. Right. I was like, I love I love me some bubble tea. So why not? <laughs> so we met up, you know, I, I didn't know what to expect. I also I like taller guys, but um, I'm not like I was like, I'm not going to ask him for his height because that's just so shallow. And, you know, again, new year, new me. I wasn't going to do it. I wasn't going to care. I was like, if this guy is like shorter, five, like six? five, five, six, five, seven, I'm still going to go for it because he's so cute and like. Uh, our conversation just flowed and then like he walks through the door and he's freaking six foot and I was like oh the lords have answered me <laughs> like this is like I'm listen I'm... to my prayers <laughs> exactly exactly I was like yes this is what happens when you don't expect things guys <laughs> 
Um, but yeah, so we go. You gotta for expect tea. less so you don't get disappointed. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Lower your expectations. You never get let down. Mm-hmm. <laughs> but, you know, you also don't settle because that shit sucks. Um, you should listen to yourself. Uh, <laughs> I can't take my own advice. I'm sorry. I can only dish it out. I can't accept it. Uh, but yeah, so then we go for our bubble tea date. You know, conversation's still flowing. Everything is like very like fun. And then we're like, hey, like, what do we do now? Um, and he was like, okay, how about we go to like the rec room or something, which, you know, classic Toronto date. That's that's what you do. <laughs> so we went and, you know, everything was like pretty chill. And then, you know, we played all the games there and we were like, hey, maybe we should go. But it started to rain and we were going to walk like along the lake. So then he was like, you know, um, like based on our conversation, like, you know, you're welcome to come over. But like, I, I swear to you, like, you know, no moves will be made like to make you feel comfortable about like coming to my my apartment. And I was like, you know what? Like, I trust you. And the thing is, like, my parents' words were, like, echoing in my head. And they were like, whatever you do, do not go to his place. Because, you know, it's it's so bad to go to, like, a guy's or even, like, a girl's place on the first day. It's almost, like, guaranteed that you will, like, fuck. Yeah. Right? And because I'm not that type of person, like, you know, even my parents knew. They're like, just don't. Don't do it. Just, like, yeah. stop yourself from going. Just go home. Go back to, like, Lena's place, like, downtown. And then I was like... Oh, but I'm having such a good time. And I feel like, you know, this this could actually be something. So what do I do? I, I go to his place. And like literally what we do is we just like talk until like almost like six in the morning. Like we just stayed up like all night. And I technically was supposed to go back to Lena's place like before she slept. But we were just ha- like vibing so well that he was like, you know, you can like stay the night. It's like perfectly fine. So I ended up staying the night. It was all great. Um, woke up the next morning and I was like, Hey, I'm going to go back to Lena's. Like, um, like I had a really good time. There was, there was no kiss goodbye. That that's how wholesome it was, but it was so wholesome that I almost felt like he wasn't interested in me. But to be fair, this is kind of gross TMI. I was not able to brush my teeth because obviously who packs a toothbrush on their first date to a guy's place that they don't even know if they're going to his place, you know? Like, you don't want to do you that, can, right? You can do a little, like, finger toothbrush. Or if they have mouthwash, just, like, gargle, gargle a little bit. I should have. <laughs> he barely he barely had, like, anything in his house or his okay. his place. So, you know. Um, That's a red flag. <laughs> <laughs> Let it be. <laughs> Who doesn't have mouthwash or toothpaste? No, he had toothpaste. He had toothpaste and his, like, toothbrush okay. and everything. But I don't think okay. he had mouthwash. I was also, like, okay. very shy. I, like didn't even go to his bathroom that's how shy i was i was like you know well, what I, if i have to go pee like i'm just gonna hold it but oh, like I, for, I forgot you didn't fuck because i was like you have to pee after sex man right no but i the thing is there was no sex being done exactly 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 yeah but how did you so, not pee the whole night or morning girl i don't even know i feel like that was the most unhealthy like thing for me like i didn't even like touch up my makeup like I had my velour lashes on. I didn't even check in the bathroom to see if they were like Jeez. still hanging on. Like that's how nervous I was about like this date because I've never done anything like that, right? Yeah. So, oh my god, I feel like a prude like talking about this. But everyone but, is different, right? Like everyone yeah. can't be a hoe out here. Yeah, that's true. That's that's fair. That's fair. <laughs> uh, but yeah, so that was like the best first date that I've had, and it was with a guy from an app. So that's why part of me is like very like much like you could meet 
great guys on apps like it doesn't have to be your soulmate it doesn't have to be the person that you marry but I, th- I feel like it's a really good experience when you meet someone that you you click with you know yeah like I do believe in like the apps because I know people who have been in like four-year or five-year relationships and they've met through apps and uh, one of my mm. family friends like they got married and they met through like tinder so like I feel like the algorithm does work sometimes but you just gotta find the right people and give it a shot and like yeah. when you're telling your story, by the way, I just remembered a good date. Even though the guy was an asshole in the end, it was a perfect Oof. first date. Mm-hmm. It's okay. So we'll forget we... about that for now. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Because yeah. you, you're just asking about first dates, you know, like yeah, or a memorable yeah. date. It doesn't mm-hmm. mean he's a great person, right? It doesn't. doesn't um, have to end. With, he like, was at first. He was at first. Um, <laughs> I'm like looking away, like my my feelings uh. are still hurt. I'm just kidding. I'm just kidding. No. I'm over it. I'm over it. I'm over it. Mm-hmm. <laughs> no so basically um i talked to this guy for a while and it was still during like my whole phase in university and i was living on res so i had my own place technically and it was my first time living away from home so i was like more uh, i was trying to be more outgoing especially because i had like zero almost zero experience from like dating in in school so um, we meshed really well, and I felt like he was wholesome at the time, and he didn't seem too pushy like the other matches I had. So he picked me up, and we went to a bar in North York, and we took a lot of a lot of shots. And he was driving too. I don't know why I trusted this guy, but <laughs> oh. we he got like a full board and it had different flavors of soju, and. Like at this time, um, soju wasn't that big. Like K-pop and stuff was still not that big here. So to me, these flavors were so cool and like unheard of. So um, there was like banana, grape, and all these other things. And I took them all. And he also had his own little shot, like um, board with all the different shots. Mm-hmm. And then afterwards, he's like, "Oh, it's like still early, and like we we still have like a lot to talk about." So he's like, "Do you want me to drive to Chuck E. Cheese, like at, in Vaughn?" and i was like are you okay to drive like am i gonna die and he's like no no no, mm-hmm. trust me trust me like it'll be fine there's like no cars because it's like maybe 12 or 11 p.m like 12 p.m mm-hmm. no 12 a.m or like 11 p.m mm-hmm. so i was like okay okay like i trust you and mind you at this time i think i was not 19 yet so i had a fake id <laughs> oh i'm not condoning fake ids but i'm saying i had one okay you gotta and, do what you gotta um, do <laughs> Because it's past like 11 or 12, they have to check everyone's ID. And like, thankfully, I had mine. And he saw it. He's like laughing. He's like, You have a fake ID? I was like, Yeah, it's from the UK because my sister is from the UK. So uh, it was a fake UK ID. And then uh, from then, we had like more, I was gonna say banter, more banter <laughs> um, because of the fake ID. And we had like more jokes and like we played so many games and we're both super competitive. So it was like super funny for us um, to play each game. And it was like such a great vibe. In my head, I was like, damn, like why couldn't all these matches like feel like this, you know? And um, after that, he still said like, oh, like I have such a great time. And he never once initiated to like go to my place or like go to his place. And I was like, oh, damn, like this one is different, you know, or could be different. Mm. And so after um, the Chuck E. Cheese stuff, um, he also asked, like, oh, like, I can drop you off back home just because, like, we're in the middle of nowhere. It's, like, Vaughn Mills, you know. And he drove downtown, and then 
he noticed like Jack Astor's is still open and he's like oh like I still want to talk to you like let's go to Jack Astor's and get a drink so we went and we kept talking until like it closed and then he dropped me off at my at my residence before we did we had like a really like we moved to the back seat of the car and we just had a very intense like um like makeout session but we like he didn't even try to like touch anywhere or do anything it was just like because his car was kind of small it's like one of those like fiat cars oh my god <laughs> so like that's why he like said to go to the back because it's just like too weird to like kiss in that like little area mm-hmm, in the front mm-hmm, that's fair so yeah um it was like really nice but turned out like he was an asshole but first date was good <laughs> mm. that's the best one i can remember for now oh okay okay yeah or actually no i, I just thought of another one <laughs> Lay, lay it on me. Okay, so um, there's this guy. I know it's going to sound like it's asking for a lot. Like, it's, he's not asking for a lot. Like, he's acting for something. But it was like, he's an international student um, from Korea. But he's black, by the way. He's not Asian. <laughs> Do you oh. know the story? I, I feel like this is foreign to me. Like, I don't know it. Oh, I, feel, I didn't tell anyone, like, specifically about this date. I told about him, but I never told anyone about this date. So basically, um, he I think he's like has good money at least because he was staying at the Chelsea Hotel for his like study abroad, oh, and okay. um, he had his own like hotel room and everything. So we had dinner at a place close by, and it was okay. Like, it wasn't the best conversation, but he was like a nice guy. So he like brought us back to his hotel room, and he just ordered like a lot of wine, and we just kept talking for a long time. And he kept ordering food. I don't know why that felt nice. (laughs) Mm. And then we just chilled. And, like, I think he thought I was very into him. So, um, he, (laughs) so he, like, was kept cuddling me. And, by the way, this was, like, I think two days before Valentine's Day. And this is the first date I've had with him. And afterwards, like, he wanted to do more in the morning. Like, he wanted to be, like, more sexual and shit but Mm -hmm. i wasn't feeling it so i said like i'm just gonna walk home because it's super close to my apartment yeah and when i walked home he asked me what i was doing tomorrow and because it's like valentine's day and i was like oh like i'm busy like i'm meeting up with my friends and like i might do something at night so like the next day came along and he was like happy valentine's day and i was like thanks (laughs) sends a heart thanks you too (laughs) and then um afterwards i think it was nighttime he's like oh are you still doing something tonight and i was like yep i am but he's like oh like i wanted to do something with you for valentine's day and like obviously it feels nice to be spending it with someone but i don't want i didn't want to like lead him on you know Mm -hmm. so yeah that's how it ended a very quick one too (laughs) damn yeah just in and out that's it (laughs) yep so that's uh that's you know what i just realized seeing it out loud that i barely had any good experiences with dates on tinder really because i feel like i have to think so hard and like i don't know i feel like because i think generally they're pretty standard like they bring me out to dinner and like we had nice conversation because i think i'm i get along with people pretty easily Mm, so i agree like, unless we have, like, a real love co- connection or, like, 
attraction for each other, it's not really a, a great date or special date for me. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Wait, so what yeah. makes, what would make a date like so special? Like, is it, is it just the person it's like themselves or the conversation? I, certain topics I think, or? I think because I'm like a spontaneous person and I like doing things like spur of the moment. Like, I think the reason why I liked the first date that I mentioned a lot, because he just went by how he felt and it wasn't like planned. Like, oh, we're going to go to this bar and then we're going to go to Chuck E. Cheese and then we're going to go to Jack Astor's, you know? Mm. And like, um, I like guys who can like talk about things a lot and like are very expressive about how they feel. And I felt like even though he was like a douchebag in the end, like he did say how he felt most of the time and like, um, he's he like i don't know it's like kind of a talker because I, I can't be the only one talking because mm-hmm, mm-hmm. i feel like if i'm the only one contributing co- to the conversation like you don't want me here you know yeah yeah both so. parties definitely have to be like um what's that word like attentive mm-hmm. um i don't even know if that's the right word but we're gonna go with it because <laughs> <laughs> there's like no point in talking to someone if they're just gonna yeah. like sit there like you know, you might as well just talk to a loaf of bread. Like, it's the same literally sort of thing. Yeah. yeah. Like, do you think... So, do you think you're more of, like, a listener or, like, a talker in that sense, then? Um, I know I'm a good listener, but I think most of the time, the guys that I used to go for were very awkward. And I had to be the first one to, like, make conversation. But more recently, maybe the last two years or three years um I've been like being so picky with everyone and I've been trying to find guys that are more funny and outgoing and they might not be the cutest looking guys out there but um they're definitely have more substance to them yeah funny guys now is your chance (laughs) (laughs) um but like I like funny and like sometimes childish guys but they can't be too much of it you know what I mean yeah, there's got to be, like, like they, a nice balance. Because, like, I like it when they can be funny, like, outside of, um, like, our place or something. But then when mm-hmm. we need to talk about, like, serious things, like, they don't try to avoid it, you know? Yeah, I agree completely. And I don't know, I feel like it's so unnecessary for guys to keep stringing on girls just because they know the girl's hooked and they don't want to label. And, like, ugh, I just feel like it's so toxic. Have you seen those, like, TikToks where it's, like, oh, like, the guy is stringing these girls along because they don't want to be, like, lonely. And, like, even though they say, you know, like, oh, I don't I don't want a relationship right now, it's it's literally just that they don't want a relationship with, like, that specific mm-hmm. girl. And they're just mm-hmm. waiting for the right girl to come along. Like, like, I don't know if that's why guys, like, string along girls all the time now. Because I'm... Yeah. Girls do this, too. Like, girls you know try to keep these guys on their hook because you know what if their like relationship ends poorly then they have like the backup guys you know waiting Mm -hmm. for them like I find that girls do that way more than guys but guys will like string along like multiple girls just until they find a girl worth committing to yeah worth like settling down with right I think that's true, too, because I think most girls that are, like, the female fuckboy, like a hoe, mm. I, I guess guys would label them as a hoe, but I don't yeah. like that term for girls. Yeah. Um, But I think they are straight up, usually, and if they string you on, they're doing it to everyone. They're not going to, like, 
they're not they're definitely not looking for something serious i think for girls it's like i don't know how to explain it it's like what you said like guys are like stringing along until they find that person whereas like girls are just stringing along because they like it that makes sense yeah i don't know if it's like maybe the attention or yeah yeah maybe the the attention um, yeah yeah maybe that's like their way of like security like Mm -hmm. because you know i find that girls generally jump out relationships more often than a lot of guys do but maybe this is just like the people i know right yeah Uh, but girls will get into a relationship even though their heart is not completely in it but they Mm -hmm. they see the potential of it like developing into something whereas like a lot of the guys i know they only jump into a relationship if they like their heart is in it already yeah or like you know if sometimes if they see the potential or they feel the potential then they're like you know what let's try this out Mm -hmm. but like i don't know girls just seem like a little bit less sure maybe Mm -hmm. or i don't know and i don't yeah i don't really know what no i totally i totally i totally get it and like Mm -hmm. Um, I think I might have sent you a video on TikTok. Like, you know, TikTok be targeting us these days, you know? Oh, my God. Yeah, they were coming <laughs> for us. <laughs> no, but, like, I think it was a podcast with uh, married women and married men. And basically, the married men said, like, don't waste your time with situationships. Or, like, if you if you have the question of, like, oh, does he like me? Or, like, what are we? If he's not making it clear, then you're clearly going to be in a situationship in, the, in, like, the next week or the next month you start with him. Because mm. if they wanted to be with you, they would let you know, like, make it clear. Like, yeah. they said guys are very straight up. And, like, if they don't want to be serious, they'll be like, oh, I, I still just want to get to know you. Or, like, um, I don't know. I just, I know that I still get to know you as part of the situationship. <laughs> like, mm-hmm. it's one of the lines. I know it's one of the classic lines because I get that yeah. fed a lot. Mm-hmm. But I feel like what the married guy was trying to say is, like, like maybe you're in two months of getting to know him and there's no change then it's clear what the situationship is gonna is you know like it's yeah. not gonna go again anywhere and that you shouldn't wait for six months and still wonder hmm i wonder if he likes me i wonder if it, this is literally me oh my god <laughs> <laughs> giving me like flashbacks and i'm giving myself advice oh but my <laughs> but yeah literally like there's no point of waiting six months two months and nothing changes or like nothing about his attitude towards you is becoming more affectionate or more serious than clearly like there's a problem you know mm-hmm. i feel like i definitely back that but at the same time it's like it, like i wonder what goes on in like these guys like like in their head do they think guys that, are simple you know, maybe, bro. Like, guys are simple <laughs> i know like do, and do girls they even think if we're interested like and the thing is girls always like i i'm i am victim to this too like, we always overthink so much and we think of the negatives. For example, like, for me, um, one of the things I thought of a guy, like, what he was doing was, like, oh, oh, shoot. I just blanked out for a second. It's okay. You take your time. But basically, like, I won't say the example, but I was trying to say, like, girls create these, like, like very intense and, like, outrageous scenarios and their girlfriends will back them up. Like, yeah, that could be a reason why he's doing that. Like, he's so shady. Like, he's scheming. He's scheming. And then guys are just at home, like, gaming, playing FIFA. Like, they don't, they don't, they don't know, you know? Yeah, they literally just don't think. That, that's yeah. what I've learned recently. <laughs> and, like, I've even called out, like, guys on it because I'm, like, now I'm a lot stronger and I'm able to, like, stand my ground if I feel like something's wrong. Like, I'll just say it. And I've said it to a few guys, like, I don't know what you want to do with me. And I just need to know because if it's not what I want, I'm just going to end this, you know. 
-hmm. And, like, sometimes I would be very specific with, like, examples of why I don't know why you did this. You know, like, is it because you're playing me or you actually care about me? And, like, guys would say, sorry, like, I didn't think you saw it that way. I never even thought of it that way. And, like, I apologize if it hurt you. Mm-hmm. So, like, I think guys are just, some guys are scheming, of course, but I think most guys are pretty simple, like, minded, and they don't even think of things that way. So, girls, just don't overthink, you know? Yeah. It's it's so hard, though, you know, especially when you have, like, so many trust issues or, like, that mm-hmm. quote-unquote baggage especially past previous yeah. relationships. Yeah. Like, it really, like, screws with you, like, like, knock on wood, but, like, I've never gotten cheated on, but... Um, I know people who have gotten cheated on and like the relationship, their relationships, like after that uh, one where their significant other cheated, like they can't trust these guys that they're not seeing other Mm -hmm. girls like at the same time. Or, you know, like if they're not answering, it's like, shit, well, like he's probably out with some girl or he's probably, you know, like, I don't know, meeting girls at a bar. Not really now because of COVID, but, you know, that was like, (laughs) that was like the biggest worry. And like, or it's like, oh, he's going out for boys night but he's with like like his boys and their girls and their friends like he's gonna meet another girl but like i don't know like as much as i want to say yeah you gotta trust them obviously keep your guard up but like like there's one thing that my dad taught me when i was younger is like you never (laughs) trust a guy 100 i remember remember he's like He's like, even in marriage, you never trust a guy 100%. 99.99, sure, but never 100%. Because as soon as you, like, let your guard down, it's just, it's game over. Like They can take advantage. They can do anything. Exactly. Yeah. And you never want to, like, let yourself, like, go in that sense. Not that you are just by being, like, completely, <laughs> like, trusting or, like, faithful. Yeah. Like, whatever it is, right? But it's just it's just like a fail safe to protect yourself yeah i feel like it's like that it, like that mindset is kind of like a prenup you know even if yeah. you trust your <laughs> even if you trust your like your partner like 100 percent, you're not giving yourself up because like if anything were to go wrong you're trying to like protect yourself you're you don't you don't care about what their intentions are you're protecting yourself from any harm that could be caused in the future right mm-hmm. and like would you rather give yourself up now and like be so vulnerable that like maybe 20 years from now or like 10 years from now you get hurt and like are just like stuck, you know? Mm-hmm. So I, I advise, um, I applaud for that advice. I know, right? Yeah. Like, man, that stuck with me. Yeah. And like all of my relationships after that, like my dad never failed to remind me and he's like, you know, just keep your guard up you never know and he was right like these guys that i thought like i was gonna have like a long-term like future with like after a year after like 10 months eight months six months whatever it just like ended mm-hmm. and you know all you got is yourself in the end so yeah keep keep yourself protected <laughs> in all ways oh, yeah. <laughs> also for me like some people are like oh like might think it's weird that like I I know there's a lot of people who are maybe 30 and never dated anyone but like some people would ask me like oh like why haven't you dated anyone before like a few people ask me that on dates and my answer is always like I'm not the type of person who always like I obviously crave for attention and the companionship but I'm not like so in need of it that I will be with a guy that I don't see potential with to just become his girlfriend Mm Because there has been guys who have asked me out, but I said no because I didn't feel the same way, you know? 
And I know girls who always need a boyfriend. Like, it doesn't matter if they like him or not. If they, if they ask the, her out, she'll say yes. Mm-hmm. If she breaks up with a boyfriend, always got to get another one in the next two weeks or something. Right. And, like, I feel like that's so, like, useless because, first of all, you're wasting his time. You're wasting your time. You could have met another guy that's actually your, your future husband within the two months of you dating or four months of you dating. But you missed out on it because you're with this guy that you don't really give a shit about. Mm-hmm. And, like... It's just, like, going to cause more hurt for him, too. And maybe even for yourself. Like, maybe, like, something else is going on in the relationship and it, like, causes you harm in the future, you know? And you could have avoided that from yourself. So, for me, like, I'm not saying I'm going to marry this person, like, next week. But, <laughs> but like, if I see myself growing with that person, like, that person doesn't need to be perfect. But if I see myself with them, like, five years from now, even, like, I see what they could be then I would give it a shot. But I haven't met that one person yet. And I haven't met someone that I could trust fully. So that's why I've been single, I think, for 23 years. <laughs> mm-hmm. No, I think and, that's like a, a good call, though. Like, yeah, no point in wasting time. I'm trying to think what else we could do. I think like this conversation is going super long, but I just wanted to add one more point. Just because I, I feel like I'm talking a lot this episode, but it's only because I've been on apps for a while. So Jess is just inputting her her uh, opinions here and there. My like three experiences. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but um, oh, oh, yeah, sorry. I'm like blanking out. But like, I think I I can relate to a lot of people who's been single for so long or even their whole life. And sometimes I it is your own fault, like, why you're single. Like, for example, when you go on apps, like, you really need to put an effort of, like, what you put on your profile. And, like, mm-hmm. I literally just learned that recently because before I would just kind of, not half-ass it, but, like, I feel like it's hard to think of a bio. Even for Hinge, when they have so many, like, those options of questions and blurbs, it's, like, mm-hmm. overwhelming. And you don't want to sound boring and you don't want to sound like, oh, you're ready to get married tomorrow because mm-hmm. um, they're going to, all the boys are scared now. <laughs> oh yeah but because i've been me. sending all these relationship things to jess on tiktok all these app related uh, tiktoks show up and it kind of brought me like give me the confidence because the girls that are posting advice they're not like the instagram models i'm not saying they're ugly but they're not the beauty standard you know mm-hmm. and they've been getting a lot of messages back and like great matches and it gives you like a perspective of why you're probably not getting genuine matches so first like Maybe your profile picture is all of you in a dress. It doesn't have to be a skanky dress or like uh, you in the club. But if all your pictures are like just bland and you just in a dress or like you in like a crop shirt and jeans, it's like no personality. People kind of just don't really think much of it and will just message whatever they want. But you got to like switch it up, like have a picture with your friends so they know you like are um, outgoing. Yeah, Yeah, sociable. And then I added a picture of my dog. And I, I never did this before because I thought it was cringe. But I posted just a plain old picture of a plate of food that I cooked myself. <laughs> oh, man. <laughs> <laughs> so cringe. I used to make make fun of people. But, like, I put it there because I was like, okay, I need to, like, stop posting pictures I think I look good in. Because, obviously, they can check my Instagram and just know how it look like. So, like, the profile is, like, your personality. It's who you are. So, like, yeah. all these blurbs that I've had, I try to be as funny and relatable and, like, my personal personality shine in there, you know? And it's still, 
like showed my standards like one of my favorite ones I think um most of my friends like is I'll buy you a shot if you're over six foot three and like obviously I'm not that shallow like you don't have to be six foot three but I think it's like a little funny opener that people can like reply to and stuff so mm-hmm, mm-hmm. and so far it's only been a few days or like yeah it's only been a few days but I've been getting a lot more genuine um matches and like my conversations conversations are so long that I'm complaining that it's long and I shouldn't be complaining because I've been like having conversations with other guys before with no substance so I should be grateful that it helped but yeah it definitely does help so girls out there who are single definitely take another glance at your profile because that's the problem (laughs) I'm kidding it's not it's not the only problem but it could be a factor you know Mm-hmm. yeah man I wish I knew this when I was like on apps before because like you know because it's so like superficial you just try to be those like IG baddies like oh look at me in a like clubbing dress oh look at me like at the beach like yeah like super basic but like you're like oh but I look so good here because I look like a badass bitch right mm-hmm. but the thing is yeah. it's like you know especially if you're looking for things that are like um like long-term it's not just about your appearance at that point like mm-hmm. like you said your personality needs to shine through your profile and I feel like like especially like our generation like we just like we just try to be something that we want to be or something that we mm-hmm. we see like on social media and stuff like that and if you're just gonna post like pictures that you have on your Instagram then what's the point of that profile you know mm-hmm. that's true that's true should it be it's just your instagram feed at that point yeah i literally used all of my ig photos like i'm calling you out but no i did that too i know i know that side eye like i felt that (laughs) (laughs) but i'm I'm telling that to myself too because i i was literally like this until like yesterday when my friends were like no don't don't post that photo and i was like Mm -hmm. okay i'm gonna change my profile i'm gonna change my profile yeah and i will vouch for just one day of using it it had changed everything dang yeah these are like life hacks right here like this is how to this is how to play the algorithm like you know yeah i'm impressed so um is there any other um issues or thoughts you want to add before we uh conclude this little podcast (laughs) um i think in conclusion go for the guys you you don't don't normally go through let your personality yes. shine and and don't trust people 100 <laughs> percent. because like pe- like good looking people they're good to look at but if you're going to be talking to a wall is it worth it right it's not worth you're going to be married to a tree mm-hmm. a tall person with no personality plus you know like i really do believe that like if the guy is like like you know the guy's attractive but he, let's say he's not your type but you know he's, he's charming yeah and he's charming like his personality will make him like like essentially like hot to you mm-hmm. <laughs> like or like mm-hmm. very attractive. that's why that's why you defend your when your friends ask for photos you always defend your man like oh right? he's not photogenic oh this is the only picture he has and you pick the only good photo so your friends think that's the only photo that's out there Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah yeah i'm like oh but you know he's he just doesn't look good in this picture but like trust me he's so attractive like in real life and then they're like oh what's his insta oh he doesn't have insta but he does but you don't want them to see his pictures mm-hmm, mm-hmm. also pro tip go for the guys that like 
have like a couple hundred followers on Insta, mm, the best. <laughs> don't go for, go for the, the guys, guys thousands, who are like, private and has zero posts. <laughs> mm, yeah, I agree. I agree completely. <laughs> Anyways, yeah. if you made it this far into our podcast, thanks for listening. <laughs> um, tune in next week for more issues and topics we talk about. Usually for the girls because we know how it is out there in the real world and it sucks. Mm-hmm. And if we say it's something wrong, like guys, correct us. Let us know. <laughs> Honestly, it's just our opinions and we know we could be wrong and we, we know we could be biased. But we Mm -hmm. just want to show that you're not alone there, girl. We're sad girls out here. (laughs) Mm. (laughs) Yep. So see you guys next week. Bye.